Have a crap day. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah, big difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how people sometimes do that? They write something really bitchy and then at the end go, they go like, be well. <laughs> but then what they really mean is like, fuck off. Oh, it's like, bless your heart. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, the yeah. South. yeah. Um, have a Have a crap day. Karma. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. Exactly. I'm Griff. I'm Kira. Grab a seat. Grab some tea. Let's get petty. petty. Let's do it. Uh, so this week, I'm going to be pulling a crime from a friend that reached out to me or I kind of interacted with. Uh, I'll be proposing it, and I guess I'd love to hear your deliberation at the end of it. And just a reminder that we do change the names of the people we're talking about in these episodes uh, just to respect their privacy. But yeah, I'll set the scene and then let's go into questions afterwards. I'm so excited. So the scene is Barry's Boot Camp, West Hollywood. And so for those of you listening and maybe Kira, although you've been to boot camp with me a bunch of times. Yeah, he's like, oh, Kira, in case you've never been to a gym before, (laughs) it's Barry's Boot Camp. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but for those of you who what don't know. What did the know, instructor say to me that one time? I think if you come, keep coming back, you might get a lot out of this. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. It was that one at the one that we went to in Studio City that's in a tent. Oh, okay. And We won't say I, his name, but I know who it is. Yeah. And we'll talk about it off camera. Rhymes anyway. with sh- no, 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 no. I want to keep my job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, so Bears Boot Camp, for those of you who don't know, is a, a boutique fitness studio that specifically specializes in HIT workouts. Now, HIT is an acronym that stands for High Intensity Interval Training. So it's in the name. It's a very intense workout. It definitely brings an intense personality, someone who likes to work super hard, kind of sadistically. Like what's um, the typical clientele at Barry's West Hollywood. Yeah, the typical client is, I mean, the classes themselves are $32 per class. They do get cheaper as you buy a bundle. Okay, but, <laughs> we're not here to promote. But it's obviously a little more expensive, so they're they're typically, you know, well off. Um, they've earned it, or some of them haven't earned it in terms of the money. Mm. Um, but they're willing to pay a premium to have a really, I think, a very good workout. Um, they care about fitness, and they're very intense about it. They'll be there in the morning at 5 a.m., or at night after a long day of work. And uniquely in LA, obviously during the day, it's still busy just because people are freelance here. It's a little different in New York and Boston, more of a nine to five culture. But um, So one of these clients is the um, the criminal. That's for you to decide. One of these clients faced what I will propose as a criminal kind of interaction between him and another client. So my friend, Brian, there's a million Brian's out there. We can't narrow it down comes in to check into Bear's Bootcamp. That's what I do. I check people in, tell them what they need based on what the instructor told me and, you know, chit-chat with them, build a good relationship. I've met Brian through here. We're we're friends. And he comes in kind of disgruntled and uh, just not pleased, which happens kind of often with clients and you just got to kind of cool them down and Ask them what's happening. Uh-huh. That's what they care about. They want to be heard. They just want to be heard. Oh, God, rich people They're so love rich. Being heard. They just want to be heard. Just listen to me. As <laughs> if everyone's not always listening to them. They're too, you know what? They need to work on listening. Rich people don't listen. Ugh, I'm coming preach. for you, rich people. <laughs> anyway. So, so yeah, Brian comes in. He's flustered. Um, you know, I ask him quickly what's going on. And he says, I just had the most awful interaction in the parking garage. 
And, you know, we're busy, so it's kind of a fine line between diving deep into that problem and being like, I hear you. It's also not really within your purview. Correct. That's a really good, that's a good question. Like you're, Um, you're, you work front desk and you're a janitor, right? Correct. The parking garage is not in our jurisdiction So that's not, you don't touch that. Um, But again, it's part of the Barry's experience. It's still their workout kind of experience coming in. And so, you know, I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that. But uh, you need two heavyweights. Heavyweights in a band. Yeah, heavyweights in a long band. And so, you know, he goes in, he he takes his workout class. And honestly, I finish my day never thinking about it again until I get on Instagram. And so I click on his story and I, you know, click through a few others. And this was yesterday. So this story's like hot off the press. This was very recent. I clicked through some of his posts. There might even be more developments. There could be. Because both of them clearly come to Barry's WeHo all the time. Oh, so they're going to see each other again. Yeah. Oh, I'll videotape it for you guys. Okay. Yeah, so I eventually, on his story, get to a post, uh, and he posts apparently a letter that someone had left on his car. And before I read the letter, I'll give you kind of the background as to why the letter was left, based on what Brian said. Yep. So Barry's boot camp's garage is very small. Admittedly, very small. Parking sometimes tough, especially for classes that are super busy. But there are spaces for certain cars and there are spaces for certain other cars. And so what Brian had told me was that he had pulled up next to a car that ended up not leaving the other car with a lot of room to get out of. Because they were, what, what, compact parking spots? Correct. It was a compact space that Brian was pulling into with his compact car and the car next to him was not. And so I guess this guy rolled his window down and asked Brian, hey, could you readjust your parking. I can't get out of my car or something like that, or it's not leaving me much space. The stranger in a big car. Correct. In a, specifically a... A Range Rover. Oh, have you heard? I bet it's a great listener, not... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a Range Rover. Great context question. (laughs) I I think Range Rovers are beautiful. I cannot afford a Range Rover. What's the deal? One of them, is it Land Rover or Range Rover? One's like nicer than the other? It's the same company. Land Rover is the company. Range Rover is just like a different make within that, but there's a Land Rover car as well. Oh, see, I didn't, I had it in my head that Land Land Rover is pretty nice because it can drive on the land, but Range Rover is nicer because it's able to drive on the range. Oh, God. And it. that's how I remembered the two of them, which is a thing I made up myself <laughs> to remember something that I now know is not even true <laughs> anyway. But it's a great story. And maybe Range Rovers do have a bigger range of motion, hence the name. Is that <laughs> what you're getting so. at? I don't think so. Me either. So. Okay, Both are expensive. Both, I think, are like baseline, like the model that he was driving, apparently, like baseline, like. 60 grand. Wow. Baseline, baseline. Okay, so he's in his Range Rover in a compact spot. Correct. Next to Brian's car. I don't know what car Brian drives. I should ask him, um, and maybe y'all can but find we, him. But we know him. it's compact. Correct. It's it's in a, an appropriate spot, and it's not a Range Rover. I do know that. He kind of shit on the Range Rover. So <laughs> the guy asked him to readjust his parking, to which Brian responded, no, I will not do that because you are a Range Rover parked in a compact space. Right? All right. Can I, so just to picture yes, it, you can. they're both like in their driver's <laughs> seats and, and like talking through their windows or like somebody's gotten out. That is how I picture it. I think if it's either that, they're both just like in their driver's seat, like chit-chatting out the window to, together, I guess yeah. pretty aggressively, I would assume. Or my friend Brian has already exited his car and the other person is kind of <laughs> trapped in it or yeah. just like 
uh, you're too close to my like uh, very expensive car. Either way, this is like a hot to the touch encounter. Like any Correct. any situation that is like a roll down your window moment yeah. where somebody's like roll down your window, yes. which isn't even like, do we even roll down our windows anymore? Like they don't have cranks anymore. Yeah. My Grammy's car had one of those. I missed that. They were kind of cool. It's like the warm up before Barry's boot camp. Class. Yeah, yeah. So but, work out. but yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so, so it's like a tense interaction. Correct. And you know, he responded. I'll, I'll leave it at that. He responded with that. I'll let you. No, I won't. And he went to his class. Exactly. Um, he went to his class. And, and where'd the other guy go? I assumed a class, probably the same class, or he was coming from a class before that. Got it. Maybe they even worked out next to each other. Maybe it was a great moment for them. They worked it out and they're friends now. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that apparently the person in the Range Rover ended up leaving a note on Brian's car. Last night, I asked Brian to send it to me. Yes. To, and he did. Read the note. <laughs> the, the note. Oh, my God. I can kind of see Brian's car, too. It's got, it looks almost like it's a BMW. So. Okay, but okay. that is small. It is small. It is compact, right? This isn't a luxury versus non-luxury. This is a big versus small. Okay. But um, this is, just to be clear, this is a non-listener to non-listener interpersonal situation. Maybe. <laughs> Quite possibly. Which is honestly why neither one of them caved. Yeah, which happens all the time. Anyway, the note reads as follows. You arrogant prick. (gasps) Move your car when someone says they can't get in due to your shit parking. Have a crap day. Signed, Karma. A threat. A threat. An absolute threat at the end. And I'm just going to show you quickly, you know, the note is, it is a full sheet of paper that has been torn in half. Um, It appears to be blank by nature. He wrote on it. And so it does appear that this person went out of their way to write the note. I mean, they did put some and then one on the next line. So they don't know that someone is one word. Yeah, they didn't even have a hyphen there. So they definitely don't know. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you're smart. You have a good day. Have a crap day. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah, big difference. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how people sometimes do that? They write something really bitchy and then at the end they go like, be well. But then what they really mean is like, fuck off. Oh, it's like, bless your heart. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, the yeah. South. yeah. Um, have a have a crap day. Karma. Exactly. And so Brian posted this on his Instagram and I saw it and I messaged him and I was like, oh. Yeah. So this was the interaction. And he said, yes. And that's where he, you know, explained it was a Range Rover. He, you know, stated his case. I have not talked with a Range Rover driver, obviously, but I have heard Brian's side and yeah, that was the interaction. I thought that, I mean, I have my own opinions. I'll let you ask some contextual questions and yes. and whatnot, and we'll come to deliberation. But I think this is ripe with pettiness, so I'm excited to hear what you have to ask me. I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, so you know Brian. You see Brian pretty often. Correct. Describe Brian for me. Sure. I don't know Brian that well. I did meet him at Barry's. I see him out in West Hollywood at the gay bars. <laughs> He's, I think, very nice. He's very smart. But I will say if there was an adjective that at this point describes him as best as I can, okay. it would be fiery. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yep. He, I, you know, I've only had pleasant interactions with him. I'm also a pretty strong personality. So when I encounter other strong personalities, it's pretty easy to work with that. But that, I would say if you you describing somebody as fiery, I go, okay, so they are fiery. Yes, because I have a little fire of my own, mm-hmm. a little pilot light. Yeah, real, real, recognize real. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's a fiery personality, you know, so his response to me makes sense. Obviously, mm-hmm. he felt some type of way and responded accordingly, but yeah, he's fiery. He's definitely feisty, fiery, which again is like kind of Barry's client. Typical. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's Brian. And then do we have any type of description of the Range Rover driver or are they just a complete unknown? I don't have an exclu- extensive description of the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a male. Okay. And he was white. Okay. Yeah, but Brian is also white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got um. It. So white, male, I don't know if he was straight, queer, I don't know, anything, but yeah. white male driving a Range Rover. Okay. That, that's that's the best description I have. I don't know. No, I mean, I think that's... Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, lit. does that speak a lot? <laughs> Sometimes it does. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yep. I just was curious, like, I don't know. I feel like it matters, like, who are these people to each other? Correct. Because, like, I don't know if if one is, like... Oh, for say, for example, the person driving the Range Rover was, like, a um, very older gentleman. Yes. I might feel some type of way about, like, I don't know, not being respectful. And this guy's like, could you please move your car? It's way too far for me. <laughs> Um, the stairs are right there yeah, like, to the oh, gym. Please, <laughs> for the children. But yes. um, that's not the. I get the sense that they were everybody's able-bodied. Able-bodied. Everyone could have moved their car. Similar age, similar demographic. But just yeah, yeah, just uh, two fiery men in the Berries We Hope parking lot. Got it. So um, like everybody could have moved their car. It would have been no problem, but just nobody wanted to. Correct. It was just an impassive intention, I suppose. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. Do things in the parking garage come to Barry's a lot? Like, have you experienced other parking-related disputes? Is this, like, an ongoing situation? That's a fantastic question. Um, The quick answer is yes, absolutely. And to remind our listeners and anyone that comes to Barry's West Hollywood and talks to me, we do not have jurisdiction over okay, the parking Okay, again, garage. this is not sponsored by Barry's Bootcamp. As we have established, this podcast is sponsored by Crocs. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> um, but it's important to realize that, like, I do take my job seriously. Everyone there does. But we have no control over what happens in that garage. It's because, like a public garage. Correct. It truly is. You don't pay for it, by the way. It's free parking. It's We just don't have control over it. So, yes, I've never heard of a kind of one-on-one kind of spit spat before. It's never been brought to my attention. Yeah. I'm sure it happens all the time. But this is that that first case in that regard. I will say that we do have a fair amount of displaced people living or just kind of sheltering in the garage, especially towards the end of the day. Yeah. And so oftentimes we'll have a client come in and just, you know, not rudely, just tell us, you know, there's someone sleeping literally on the staircase up to Barry's. To which I respond, again, that's not under our control. We'll let management know. And in my mind, I'm kind of like, good, you're paying $32 to be here at this class. It's good for you to realize that life is happening outside of your life. Right. And it's not always rosy. So yeah, I would say the displaced people and kind of, I guess, the inconvenience they're posing to some of our clients, seemingly, is raised to us. And then... But that's also like such a thing to to make... A problem that has, like, is clearly not within your purview, your problem. Like, this reminds me mm-hmm. of when I used to lifeguard at a country club. Oh. And these women would come up to me Bougie. when I was in the lifeguard stand, like, watching their kids swim. And they'd be like, the bees today are <laughs> so bad. Like, the bees, please. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. In what world yeah. do I have anything to do with the bees? Yeah. But then we would set bee traps, and oh. we did catch hella bees, I will oh. say. And I got really good at catching bees. You're a bee killer. 
Yeah, actually, <laughs> and now that I know a little bit more about bees than I used to, I'm realizing that was a problem because yeah. bees are like vital to our ecosystem yep. in more ways than one. But at the time, yeah, we were killing bees in soap water left and right because old white ladies were telling us to. So if the world runs out of food, we will all blame Kira O'Sullivan mm-hmm. because of the pollination decrease. Yeah. Um, why do you think, not that I'm asking questions, but why do you think that those parents at the pool were saying that to you? Because it might play relevant to why people say what they say at Barry's in terms of the parking garage. I think it's like, if it's not my problem, then it's got to be somebody else's. Yeah. And that's all I know. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. Yeah. It's like, I know this is bothering me. And I know that this person is in a position to service me. Yeah. They can deal with it. Yep. But no recognition of like what is or isn't within somebody's job description, which is kind of a pet peeve of mine. But anyway. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm building out an acting career here, so I need to still be working survival jobs. And a lot of that is customer service facing. And I think it's an interesting dynamic when someone knows they're being paid, the other person's being paid to listen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I will get fired if I'm like, I don't care. Stop talking to me. Yeah, you can. You know, Um, you have to kind of just kill them with kindness and listen and uh, just make them feel heard. So my final question is, at the time of this class, Mm -hmm. in that parking garage, how feasible would it be for either one of these people to just get another spot? (laughs) Honestly, short answer, pretty hard. Um, I know that Brian takes class more often in the evening. So we'll assume that this was an evening class, which are pretty busy because people just got done with work and they're just excited to work out. And to be honest, the parking garage is super small. We actually, as staff, have been told to not park there to allow for more spaces for our clients. Ugh. Ask us, ask me if we've abided by that ask. You park in the garage. We sure do. Um, See, but now this changes everything. <laughs> because had Griff done what he was supposed to do and parked where he was supposed to, there would have been space for everybody. There would have been at least one extra space. That's, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that, that's, we'll, we'll keep that out of the realm of this case. We'll say that's not uh, not relevant. Yeah, <laughs> not relevant evidence. Um, um, no, but seriously, it, it, it can be hard. Uh, there are uh, minimal spaces, some of which are like sandwich spaces. So if you park there, you can't get your car out until someone else gets their car out. Yeah. So those are kind of off limits. And in general, it's a very small parking garage. It's underground. And I will say they they got there early. So I have sympathy for them because when people get there late and can't find parking, it's like, well, get here earlier. Yeah. But I will say when you go down, sometimes you're, you see parking jobs and you're like, why did they park like this? Like, I don't know how was Brian's car was situated, but I do know that it's a game of tre- Tetris and the garage is very small. Got it. So, yeah. No further questions. I am ready to deliberate. In the case of, was the Range Rover driver's (laughs) behavior Mm -hmm. acceptable? I say yes. Interesting. I do not think it was criminal. (laughs) Yep. To leave that note. And I think your friend, Brian needed to move his car, readjust. And I will tell you why. Please do. Okay. I'm interested. In LA, parking is really hard to come by. Preach. And sometimes spots say compact, but there are, if the compact ones are the only ones available, I feel like it's normal, it's typical, acceptable behavior to 
fit your bigger car into one of those spots if you park really well. Okay. <laughs> and I will also say, I drive a Chevy Spark. Oh, the tiniest of cars. The teeniest, tiniest <laughs> car. And from time to time, I've been known to park in an electric car spot. Oh, Because my car is a Spark and I get away with it. But I only do it like in an Ikea parking lot where there are like 40 electric spots yeah. and they're all open. Like never ever in a situation where there's like less than a ton. Okay. But anyway... I feel like it's pretty normal for a big car to park in a compact spot. We see it. They do it when they have to. Okay. And it seems like everybody could have been fitting in nicely, but Brian did a bad job parking. Yeah. And somebody asked him, person to person, can you please readjust? And he just went, no. <laughs> and that's a little crazy to me. <laughs> When somebody asks you, like, to your face, like, hey, I can mm -hmm. see the bad parking job you've yeah. done. Could you please readjust? Yeah. And to go, no. I feel that. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, especially with what I just described as our parking garage. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. And you drive a really interesting point with someone asking you in person, hopefully, which was nice at first. I uh, guess and, they should have asked. And, and that's the thing. Is I'm assuming that that was, like, perfectly pleasant. Like, hey, would you mind moving your car? And to just be like... No, I won't. Yeah. And which is I'm something I'm also assuming based on your description of Brian as fiery. Yeah. To me, I mean, this story <laughs> is clearly two wrongs, right? Yeah. Somebody parking where they shouldn't have, somebody else parking poorly, somebody asking them to move, them saying no, mm -hmm. somebody writing a note. Yeah. All of these are bad. Yeah. So it's really just a question of who was less bad. And I feel like it was Range Rover me. Yeah. And maybe who gets the final say, which I feel like is important here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Do you find, just quickly, um, just in terms of your experience so far in the Los Angeles versus the East Coast, where we're both from, Yeah. do you feel like people have more courage when they're in the car here in Los Angeles versus when they're outside of their car? Yeah. Um, you do? Yeah, I think people are bold yeah. in their cars. But I also almost got hit by a Tesla when I was on a run the other day. Ah, yikes. I just think it's so interesting. Like, I was just back in New York a few weeks ago, New York City, and interacting with strangers on the subway. Like you have to think about someone else's space and consideration versus here where you're like apartment, car, destination, car, apartment. And so like, it's very selfish. Your space is very selfish. It's yours, yeah. which is nice in some regards, but it's also like not going to encourage <laughs> like community, like public yeah. community. Effectively um, cohabitating public spaces. Yeah. And so I just, I see a lot of shenanigans happening in cars in Los Angeles. And I'm always like, Oh, yeah. People are crazy yeah. about their people. Yeah. Would you say that to me if we were on the street? Mm -hmm. You know, would you flip me off if you were like walking by me on the street? It's like, I don't think you would. Yeah. And I advise you not to. Uh, but <laughs> um, Yeah. Okay. So that's our that's our deliberation, which I I mean, if people have different opinions, I'd love to hear from you because I, I definitely, definitely see both sides on this one. Yeah. And if Brian, if you have any added context, DM me. We'll take a coffee. We've got just a couple minutes for a few quick criminal or minimals rapid fire Perfect. where I just ask Griff a few zeitgeist things, a few just typical behavior things, and he, you decide if they're criminal or minimal. Let's do it. Sitting shotgun in an Uber. Criminal or minimal? Is it just you? Yeah. Criminal. What if you just want to have a nice conversation? Does the driver want to have a nice conversation that close to you? God, no. Yeah, criminal. 
Respect their space. Next one, asking a friend to pet sit for free. Minimal. Yeah. That friend can say no, and if they say yes, they probably like animals. That's right. If you ever need someone to watch your two cats, I'll do it for free. And this was my way of asking you. I'm going to be in New York for some shows. Could you? No, but you're right. And if you say yes begrudgingly and go, they're not even paying me, then you suck. Will you offer me your apartment to stay in? Yeah. Yeah, then that's pay. Okay. Uh, Not tipping on a coffee. (gasps) So interesting. I work in the restaurant industry and tips are how I buy my marijuana on a coffee. Darn. I, uh, Not tipping on a single small cold brew. Criminal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say criminal. Do you want me to say why? Yeah. I think if you're getting a coffee, you're probably at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So the majority of their business is probably selling coffees. Right. And so I think a tip is warranted if there's you know, not much else being offered. At a restaurant, you order a coffee. Mm-hmm. Like if you came to where I used to work and you order a coffee— and didn't tip me, I don't know that I would care that much. Okay. But All right, next at a coffee one. shop, yeah. We've got two more for you. Okay. Uber driver talking on the phone. Criminal or minimal? For the duration of the drive. Minimal for me. For me. I think, I mean, I've got my headphones on. I'm on my phone during the ride. Like, if anything, I kind of like that because I don't have to engage with them, which is such an awful thing to say. But I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, if they want to have their space to talk, like, I'll have my space to listen to music and Watch out the window and pretend I'm in a movie. Yeah, the service they're providing is a drive. That's yeah. it. And then passenger talking on the phone for the duration of the Uber. Minimal. Same. It's it's a business service. You have to expect that. It's not the best etiquette, but... Exactly. Yeah. Everybody can do whatever they want to do yeah. so long as they're driving safely. Correct. And so long as you're okay. Obviously, you'd have to be okay with the Uber driver hearing your conversation like you're in their car. So, yeah. yeah no complaints there. Mm-hmm. Do it. Cool. Last one. Yep. Crocs. Criminal or minimal? (laughs) Still minimal. I'm going to ask you every (laughs) single week. I will say criminal in some places. Oh, wait. This is what I want to ask you. Crocs with heels. Oh, that's different. Criminal. And here's why. Okay. I think Crocs, again, same week. Uh, I'm wearing a pair of Crocs as well. Yeah. Because you you grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm. Function over fashion. What I'm wearing right now, it makes sense. But I think when you take function and force it to be fashion, which I interpret as putting a heel on a croc, mm-hmm. it's just, it's you're pushing something to be something it's not. Yeah. Just keep it, and it's, I'm all for evolution. I'm What's all for that like dancing, phrase, like, don't put, don't put a bra on a pig? I think it's, don't put a heel on a croc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Don't put lipstick on a pig. It's not bra. <laughs> yeah, it's not bra. Pigs do have teats. They just don't have, like, voluptuous lips. <laughs> don't put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um. So, yeah, don't put a heel on a croc. Like, put a heel on... Wear, wear a heel. Why would you wear a croc with a heel? Like, what's know, the point? Because you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Croc says uh, in their original form, I'm minimal crocs with a heel. It's criminal. And I'll call you out. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's all we've got for you today on Petty Crimes. And be sure to email us at pettycrimespod at gmail.com to send us your petty crimes. Yes, we are dying to hear from you. Also, if you're like, I refuse to open an email outside of work hours, then you can DM us at pettycrimespod on Instagram, where you should already be following us. Thanks so much for joining us on Petty Crimes. Bye. 